Today's episode of No Dunks is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from the experts at GoToMeeting, all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Find us on smart speakers or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. You can also listen at gotomeeting.com slash tips. That's gotomeeting.com slash tips. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday night, oh so late on Thursday, April 16th, and we're back talking horse. I'm J.E. Skeets, and we got the homie, Tass Mellis. Hi. Trying to bring some energy here, Tass. We got the bearded one, Trey yeah. Kirby. That was a good horse. Mayo! Mayo! <laughs> and last but not least, making the magic happen, it's J.D. Giddy up! There he is, and here we are. Um, good horses, good horses. I thought that was mayo, but it was a nail. And uh, good, <laughs> great, great stuff, great horses. I would like to um, sincerely apologize to all of you. I'm talking about the three of you on the call right now. Um, well, let's hear it. Yeah, this was my idea. Okay, I, I'll, let's be honest. I, maybe we should recap horse. I don't know what else are we doing. Let's get together on Thursday night. We'll talk about the horse or Sunday night, whatever night it was. You know, like what was I thinking? Why didn't you guys talk me out of this? I'm so I'm so sorry. Why, I think the the mistake that was made was watching it live. <laughs> I watched. Really? I banked. I, I yeah. I went to the banks aren't open, but I went to the bank. I banked about forty five minutes, and I watched it. I fast forwarded through the commercials, made sure I caught every word from Mark Jones in his home from his home in Miami, who's having <laughs> yep. a good time. He just he just got to sit in front of the camera and ask some questions. It wasn't it wasn't that bad tonight. It wasn't that bad. The shots we were definitely better. The shots were better. It was more creative. Yeah. I thought the banter was a little bit there. Yes, I agree with that. But, uh, I mean, I'm saying we've watched four hours of this, you know, over two nights now. and Some it's, of you have it, watched just the four length hours. Was, the length was too long. It's just, yeah, I can't believe, was. you know, J.D., you and I had a bet whether this finals, the semifinals finals tonight would be another two hours. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. They'll get it down to an hour. You were right, J.D., Money talks. Money talks. I guess so. I guess so. And what else is there to air? So, yeah, you're right. So you like this more, Task. Maybe you, like you said, because you banked a little bit so you could fly through some commercials, but you thought just overall this was a better horse experience for you tonight? <laughs> See, I thought I thought it was a solid horse experience for me tonight. I, I think you, you look at the, the six competitors that we saw tonight, Quigley going down, and uh, who who did Mike Conley beat in the first game? Chauncey. Chauncey. <laughs> Someone was fast-forwarding a little too much, I oh, think. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Six oh, competitors. No. What are you... <laughs> well, first off, there was four of them, really. Oh, there's four, yeah. I was trying to do... I, I was doing math as in, like, two people won and then two people lost. Oh, no. I've got notes. I didn't fast-forward through a thing. First shot, Mike Conley steps up and hitting a three... Banked the three home, and Chauncey was talking as Mike Conley shot the ball. Mm. You don't. Mm. Let's have a little respect. <laughs> <This is laughs> gamesmanship. 
Yeah, sure. Let's. This is this is this isn't a basketball floor where you just yell from the front row. This is more like golf or bowling. Respect while the guy is going up there. Uh, but no, I thought it was great. I, I think Mike Conley winning it. He's got some great footwork. You can see how Dad's triple jump footwork has been passed down to him. Oh yeah, those, yeah. those spins and the catches in sequence, like he's a dancer out there. Chauncey couldn't do that. Didn't work. And Mike Conley no, goes yeah. out and steps it. Does a baseball throw like up and down Zach and Quigley are right. I thought there was six people for for some stupid reason, uh, but um, they were all good tonight. Maybe you were including Mark Jones on the fake dog that we got to see a close up of. <laughs> and very, uh, Steve Javi, there were uh, there were Javi. six oh, talking Javi, heads yeah, if you yeah. throw the the Javi curveball in there. Uh, <laughs> I was I don't know the thing I liked so much about night one of horse was seeing all of these people's private spaces, uh, but in the second night of horse I was like well. We need new settings because I've already seen these places. Uh, But luckily, I mean, I feel like we were having a laugh last time that Trey Young had saved shots for night two. It kind of felt like some shots had been saved. Like Conley was pulling out all these crazy spin moves, you know, on his one foot spin. He was trying to spin off the finger, knock it in. So clearly he had ideas to save. Perhaps the other competitors would have too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Conley had the uh, finger spin too, the... Mm-hmm. Oh, Spin yeah, it on a finger and punch punched it. Punched it off. Yeah, he, t- he attempted that four times tonight. He finally <laughs> hit it at the end to seal the deal. I mean, what um, a story arc. That's the thing. If you were if you were to cut it down to like an hour and a half, could you tell the story of Mike Conley's spin shot? I'm not so sure. Mm. Well, I like the slick opening package we got here on, on night two of the semifinals and finals horse recap. That was pretty well done. You know, they put some work into that to set in the scene. Uh, and we got the nice little shout out to the wives and the fiancés and the kids and everybody helping to capture the footage. I like that. They went back to that within this two hour window again um, because they just had to stretch it out. But yeah, let's, I mean, let's go through the matchups. I guess it is Billups and Conley in the first one. And uh, yeah, Conley was definitely more creative throughout this entire night like than, than he was on, uh, on the first night. Just like trying actual sort of wilder, um, shots that you would maybe do in a horse game against your buddy instead of just like the sort of basic, and not that we didn't have some of them as well, but like from the free throw line or, you know, okay, I'll just bank it from over here. It's like he was trying these things, like you said, the spins and the over the backboards again. And, you know, it just at least he backed trying it up to things. even half court, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, like he was yes. clearing stuff out of the way so we could actually see how far away he was shooting a half court shot. I was happy to see that. You know, somebody's got to at least try a super far shot. So uh, kudos to him. He, I don't know, Conley uh, was uh, the class of the competition, obviously. But, uh, you know, Chauncey then fell into his role as the chatty guy. And I thought they were playing off each other perfectly. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, and Conley, you said he stepped back to the free uh, the midcourt line and where the midcourt line meets the sideline he he tried the baseball throw with his right hand yep. as uh, as our man at the athletic john hollinger wrote uh this week he tweeted this week that mike conley does absolutely everything else other than shoot a basketball with his right hand and he should uh, john hollinger should know be in the vp at uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, like he signs those big fat contracts with his right hand, he does everything with his right <laughs> hand. It was it was wild to see him throw, but like that's why he was so good. You didn't know what hand he was oh, going to yeah. do anything with. Yeah, when he would like take with his wrong hand, I guess. Yeah, his right hand, his wrong basketball hand, and like bank home threes from the right wing. It looked like 
so clean. Like you would like have if you had seen him for the first time, you'd have no idea that he didn't shoot normally with his right hand. Like great rotation, beautiful. Yeah, it was crazy to even hear him say later in the evening that he wishes he had never shot the basketball left-handed that he had stayed right-handed for his whole life but I guess at this point he's just played for so long left-handed that that's how he's used to getting his shots but I mean that's pretty crazy to think I thought they were almost overplaying it a bit how ambidextrous he was until he mentioned that I was like that kind of blew my mind just uh how easily he could have switched the other way because most of the time when we think of Uh, Somebody who could switch hands as a shooter, it's because they're kind of bad with both hands. So really, what's the difference? The complete opposite with Conley. What is your opinion on the type of shots? Like we saw Conley do the one where he throws it up and then he spins and then he catches it and then shoots it. What do you guys think about those type of shots in like not only this horse competition, but even when you're playing someone at horse? Like it's like, I don't know. To me, it's sort of. It's just a little random. It's a little weird. It doesn't even feel a part of the shot, oddly. I get it. It's all balance-related and stuff like that, but I don't know. I'm not a fan. Do you guys like or dislike those type of shots? I liked it when Conley was doing it because it was graceful because he was facing the basket. He's in the corner. He's facing the basket. He throws it up, spins, catches it, back facing the basket, and throws it up. It doesn't have anything to do with the shot, but when you saw Chauncey Billups do it, he's facing the hoop. He just throws it up, and he caught it looking the other way and just kept spinning, and then he's back, and then he shoots it. It didn't look like a basketball shot. It didn't look like a ballet sh- a ballet move. It didn't look like anything. It was ugly, but I don't know. It was kind of cool to see. It was, it, was, it was athletic, I guess, and that's why when they did, you always, every, I don't know, few months, if you're watching a, an old Memphis Grizzlies game or now a Utah Jazz game, they'll bring up that Mike Conley Sr., won the gold medal in the triple jump in the 92 Olympics. You can see the the athleticism when Conley does something like that. So I didn't mind it watching it. If I had to do it, not as fun. Uh, But, yeah, I don't know. I I, I actually, I got up in my living room, and Danielle can attest, I got up on that carpet, and I pulled off a couple, tried to pull off a couple of those moves, like Zach Levine as well, not looking at the hoop, and then jumping around, and she's like, oh, yeah, you buried that one. You're looking away, <laughs> looking away from really the that one. yeah, looking away free throw line. You're facing the opposite basket. Just jump, turn around, and, and hit it. I don't know. Like yeah, there's a, a couple lame ones, but I don't know. They look cool anyway. Yeah, I suppose Conley Conley was making it look smooth at least. You know, maybe yeah. Chauncey yeah. Billups needs to erase the name off his floor because he did not look smooth uh, when he was doing <laughs> it. But I don't know. I guess Conley's just got a he's got a way. Got away with the feet. Perhaps he'd be killer on the dance floor, you know? I mean, we've seen Lee Ellis do the same spin move a million times, but Conley takes it to the next level, hitting the three ball as well. Have you guys... uh, I tweeted this out because I've never had the chance to meet him or interview him, uh, Mike Conley, and I can't remember if either of you guys have. Um, He just seems like the nicest damn dude. Like, the nicest guy. And I know he wins all these community awards and stuff like that, and you can see why, and everybody's tweeting back to me that has interviewed him. Like, yeah... He's just like the chillest, coolest, nicest guy out there. No, nah, not for me because I, we, we would have interviewed him at an all-star game. Uh, and he unfortunately hasn't been there. But otherwise, no, I have Trey, you? never. No, same. I've never had any interactions with him. Um, but yeah. Well, this guy I, sucks I, then. He's not that nice. Great, he yeah. never come on our show. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. I, I, he's, he, I, you can tell he's a nice guy because when uh, Mark Jones asked him which one of his jazz teammates was the best at horse or trick shots, he pronounced Boyan Bogdanovich's name perfectly. 
flawless, Eastern yeah. European name like that, you, and you come in and you, as a fan of linguistics, I love that guy, man. <laughs> I love Mike Conley now. It was it was great. So this, yeah, you're right. I think of all the matchups we saw here tonight, it I, this was my favorite. It really was. Um, and maybe that's just because it was the first one, and like my interest is a lot, you know, a lot higher at the moment. I liked, and Billups was good. You said there, Trey, like he he really was good in this, like just the, you know, cracking jokes and the banter, and like you know, playing up the fact that he was older, and he's like, I can't do that. Like he just brought a little levity to it. So I I did think he was a good uh, a good pairing there with Conley. He was the best commentary guy of the evening, yeah. I thought. Which no surprise, he works in the media, just like Paul Pierce was the best on night one. Uh, one of his teammates uh, on the jump and on all these DSPN broadcasts, Chauncey should be carrying it, and he did. So kudos. Yeah, it was cool to see clips of uh, Billups' daughter playing soccer too at uh, what University of Texas, I think it was. Is that was a clip where she was playing? It was pretty. I didn't know she was a didn't know she was an athlete. Didn't know she was playing the football, scoring some goals there. All right, so yeah, Conley moves on. The other semifinal action was Allie Quigley versus Zach Levine. Did you find it difficult, uh, Trey, to decide who you were going to uh, to cheer for? I was just loving it, just drinking it all in, enjoying uh, the Chicago matchup, despite the fact that it seemed like they had never met each other. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it seemed like Quigley seemed to know a lot more about Zach's game than Zach the other way around. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was fun to watch. I thought it was. I just thought it was funny to see Zach Levine go and do all these crazy moves, and then to watch Allie Quigley's face every time he described yeah. what he was going to do, and she's just rolling her eyes like, "Oh, okay. Hopefully he misses, and then we'll see what I can do." <laughs> I thought yeah, that was or I like when uh, I like when Zach would uh, yeah say the shot he was going to take, and then you would hear Allie go to her partner like, "Oh yeah, he's going to throw it off the glass, jump in the air, put it around his back, uh, yeah, uh, flip it up off his left hand." Uh, like, she would always, like, say it to her. Like, they'd be like, yeah, okay. Like, good luck of me hitting this. Like you said, I hope he misses it. I did, like, you heard Zach at one point, though, go, uh, it was early in their battle. I just, like, he goes, oh, yeah, she's good. <laughs> He's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. She's a great shooter. <laughs> yeah. He, he hit, or she hit the shot that she continuously hit last week against Chris Paul. And Zach saw that and goes, oh, she's good. I guess he wasn't watching on Sunday with the rest of the <laughs> no, But he did so. say... He did say there's no way I'm giving you control of the game because he, he yeah. said WNBA players are – the one thing I know about them is that they're fundamentally sound. Well, And he, he knew that uh, Quigley would beat him in a, in a shooting contest, and he yeah. was reluctant to shoot. How many pump fakes? He definitely led the competition in pump fakes. He, <laughs> he did not want to shoot the ball so many times no, behind the board when, really. when, uh, when she did the pistol peat. Uh, I thought that was fun. That was a fun game, actually, because there was some strategy involved. I thought it was actually entertaining. And when she said she was she was trying to egg him on and to get him to shoot, she said, you hit 10 threes in a game this year. Come on, shoot. And he's like, oh, I hit 13, actually. He goes, you know what? Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> that was great. And then he lost, the, he lost the letter because he tried to bank a free throw, which if he watched last week when she played Chris Paul, that was her favorite shot, I think. So. Yeah, uh, th that hurt him. Uh, so that's, it was actually a pretty good back and forth game. But he he totally he wanted to win this so bad because you're right. He was like refused to just take any sort of real sort of threes or jump shots or whatever, and was like it was all around the rim like spinny things and switching hands and like really using his athleticism obviously as much as he could uh, without being a complete asshole. Um, <laughs> he wanted to move on. Uh, he was hell-bent on going on to the finals. So it worked out for yeah, him. Yeah, I, I love to see it. You know, honestly, I love to see it because just like 
I expected the Bulls to be playing this first week or this weekend in April. Zach Levine has that playoff intensity, but he's just got to use it on horse. You know, he's not going to take it easy on anybody, even somebody with yeah. a fake dog just sitting there at the house. Well, I, I was so happy we saw a close up of the fake dog. Oh, yeah. Talk oh, about yeah, the baby. fake dog. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> thought it was real for a little bit. Oh. And I, I know a small part we learned was the dog was left there, right? When they moved into that yeah. house. Is that what they said? Yeah. I, I would keep it in that scenario, too. You're like, look at what these yeah. owners left here. Got to come check out this yeah. weird dog. Yeah. It makes more sense now, that entire story. Not that they bought the dog or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It was just there. And it's like, okay, we'll just keep it here. Sort of a weird guard dog, but it's the nicest looking guard dog of all time. The Black Tux believes every groom deserves a better experience when it comes to finding formal wear, a suit, or tuxedo for their big day. Did you know the Black Tux was actually started by two guys who had one of the worst tuxedo fittings you could imagine? We've been doing this ad for a minute now, and I still can't fathom how bad that fitting must have been to start an entire company about it. But it turns out the Black Tux dudes aren't alone in this frustration. Just listen to these one-star reviews from competitor tux shops that shall not be named. Go elsewhere. This place is pretty terrible. Unless you're dressing like, you guessed it, your grandpa for Halloween. We felt weird buying a suit from somebody so unhappy. We were afraid his bad vibes might follow us to our wedding day. So we left. What I personally love about the Black Tux is that they have an easy online ordering process that brings your suit or tuxedo straight to you. Took my measurements this morning, 36, 24, 36. So I'm ready to pick a style at theblacktux.com and request a free home try-on and feel the fit and quality before I commit. But if online isn't your style, the Black Tux has showrooms all over the country where you can find your fit and plan your look. From there, they'll ship your order two weeks before your wedding so you can check it one last time. Talk about a commitment. Whether you're buying your outfit or looking to rent, you won't find a formal wear experience or designs like the ones you'll find at the Black Tux. So if you want your wedding to be remembered for the right reasons, order your suit or tux at theblacktux.com and enjoy 10% off with code DUNKS. That's theblacktux.com, code DUNKS for 10% off your purchase. The Black Tux, formal wear for the moment. All right, so Zach Levine moves on. It's an all-NBA final. Oh, thank God. It's called NBA horse. It would have been very awkward if we had a commentator and a WNBA in the final. It would have been so strange. I'm just kidding. But it's Zach Levine and Mike Conley, and we get a Steve Javi appearance to start the final. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I hope you didn't fast forward through that part, Tess. Uh, I absolutely did not. Both times he came on. He came on twice. Uh, I wanted to hear what Steve Javi had to say. I'm glad he didn't get furloughed. Uh, not that he is laying anybody off, but it's good to see Steve Javi out there laying down. the. But he, he repeated what Mark Jones has repeated so many times, just the, yeah. the rules of the game. The rules and of then horse. He went, <laughs> yeah, which if you know horse, you probably know. Um, and then he went through the Zach Levine, and I saw you tweet about it, Skeets, whether or not Zach Levine was dunking. Right. Right, where he they jumps up three and just times. Lays they went three in. times. Yeah, he goes over <laughs> top of the rim. But it doesn't matter if he's dunking or not. I mean, you just have to hit a one foot floater. Doesn't yeah, matter. You just can't hit the rim. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I I was. Yeah, I, I thought a couple believe. of like, great officiating have... moments was that. They yeah, must how have it was prefaced um... by by uh, Jones saying this shot has been controversial. 
as if there's been an uproar of Zach Levine doing this little <laughs> drop-in dunk. I also thought it was great. Uh, the coin toss to start this matchup, Conley calls heads, and Zach Levine, wow! Just mind-blown that somebody called heads. Wow! What? Heads? But it was right. <laughs> they brought yeah, Jammy in, they reviewed the coin flip, and it was correct. And and well, the, the one on before that, that the one before the, uh, that Luke. we had the wardrobe change and it was snowing and raining where Zach was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, ju- I, I just saw. Yeah, uh, I, I just saw Cassie Hubbard tweet about hey, uh, I think Zach Levine should have won, and it was the conditions that did him in. Now I'm getting furious about horse. I'm done, as everybody everybody <laughs> is is getting involved in horse. It's controversial calls, as Steve Javi said. It's getting bonkers out there. But he didn't want to jump because it was wet. And but we did what we did find out was that that's Zach's parents' house. We didn't know that last week or on Sunday, mm. Trey. That's where that's where he grew right, up in right. Seattle. And and dad, former NFL player, I guess, built him his. Uh, his own baseball situation there, his own batting cages. That's crazy. His, yeah, he's got quite like, the setup. Champ Levine out there. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty so, sweet. I don't know. This one I had sort of tuned out by the finals, but Conley was hitting some, again, creative shots. He did the, uh, I mean, <laughs> it was like looking in a mirror at times watching Mike Conley play horse. <laughs> uh, it was going to all my go-tos. He hit the... Um, the behind the back, off the glass. That's a, oh yeah, oh yeah. One I always have in my uh, in my bag against you guys when we're playing. I'd like um, to see him do he, it in skinny jeans, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he couldn't. Can do he it. do it in a button-down flannel shirt? I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. It's so restricting, but I'm, I'm still <laughs> I'm still money with it. And then uh, he did finally, uh, as the story arc went uh, tonight, he finally hit the spin with the punch. Uh, that's a hell of a shot. That is actually a really impressive horse shot. No wonder it took him a couple times to knock that down um, to get a kiss off the glass, off the spin, and straight up punching it in. And got it done, and Conley, rightfully, even though he was definitely helped out in the climate-controlled gym against everybody, really, that he took on, uh, most creative. The most creative guy out there uh, won this horse competition. Would you agree with that? Well, he also did say that he had been practicing for five hours before the finals before Zach Levine so yeah he was ready to roll I don't think he was joking I'm pretty sure he wasn't joking although he definitely books his horse events like every other human books their calls during quarantine always book it when your kid's sleeping because he said both times he played tonight oh my kids are sleeping yeah my kids are sleeping uh ESPN I can only do it between one Oh five Eastern and one thirty Eastern. That's when my kids are napping. That's when you can get me for twenty five minutes. So, do we think this was the finals? Was another day because of obviously the conditions that Zach had previously been playing in, and they were both, you know, obviously changed their wardrobe, which they could have very easily done on the same day. I know that, but like, what's everybody's guess? Was this all hmm. done on the same day? Because there was um. One of them had like a different camera operator too. I think I guess it was Zach Levine. It wasn't his fiance anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Any any guesses at that? It's a great question. I mean, now that you mention it, the weather change seems like a, I mean that's the first indicator. The the change of the camera operator is number two. 
I mean, is three a trend? What's the third change? Mike Conley took off his sweatshirt, but that's yeah. an easy change. That's too easy yeah. of a change. Zach Levine put on a sweatshirt, and uh, Mike Conley took off a sweatshirt. <laughs> uh, I think it may have been, though, but that's yeah, really weird was. if that was the decision. Yeah, but they had to They had to finish the one game. They had to finish Conley's game, and then they had to finish Levine's game before Conley could play him, right? So they're, uh, Yeah. Yeah would have been waiting around yeah no you're right that's that's fair i guess i mean and it's very possible they're like all right we'll shoot this in the morning and then later on in the afternoon maybe it started raining <laughs> wherever zach was i don't know but they never it's addressed like, oh it no it's tough yeah and we also never got to see the other side of mike conley's gym i don't think i oh, kept looking to try and did you yeah. i don't remember seeing the word you didn't see there the was wall, no though. word like, there was there was no i word? don't think there was a word yeah Wow, that's weird. Because he had, like, the two big windows up there, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel like we saw that whole other side of the wall. Uh, it's tough to see. We caught most of the wall, I think. I, I I was watching it on my computer, so I couldn't actually rewind, but um, there was a guy sitting there, and he sort of got up and ran out of the way, and I'm pretty oh, yeah, sure yeah. that there was nothing <laughs> written on that wall. Yeah, you're right. That was a pretty... Um you know, a far away shot to mm-hmm. see a good chunk of the wall. I know exactly what shot you're talking about now. Yep. Um, yeah, I'd like that part where that guy is scurried out of there. <laughs> Man, how bored is that guy that he's watching this live? <laughs> Holy moly. It's like, ah, I guess I'll go check this out down in the gym. My son shooting around. I don't know who it was. Um, my favorite clip of the night, though, was, uh, was when they showed Mike Conley Sr., dunking from the free throw line i love that clip so much that is insane that doesn't get enough credit i mean an olympic caliber jumper for for sure it's like one of the all-time great free throw line dunks right is what people consider it uh but i mean nobody really counts it because it's a guy whose job is jumping yeah he like cocks it back it's crazy so he takes off from the free throw line and hammers it oh yeah yeah yeah. and it's like and it is doesn't triple jump it no, no, that would be straight yeah. He triple up. jumps from half. <laughs> um, no, he he straight up jumps from behind the line. It's pretty wild, uh, and uh, that's crazy. You're right, but no one really cares that much. I guess it's because he's like an Olympic athlete, not a basketball player, like you said, Trey. I don't know. I do have a question for you, JD, or maybe Trey. You can answer. Um, seeing as to who it stars, maybe Trey can answer. What is Bloodshot, and is it a movie that I should uh, be interested in renting? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know much about it. I know it's uh, Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. so that might be uh, it's Trey's department. Yeah, Trey, what, what, should I be watching Bloodshot? Yeah. Um, no there was idea. an ad for it. Oh. oh, I was not paying attention. <laughs> I mean, I was, <laughs> you know, I was paying attention when it was on and trying to stay awake when it was off. Yeah, so you never even heard of this movie with Vin Diesel? <sighs> oh no, this is the one. Is this the one that um, Lamorne Morris is in? If I'm not mistaken, is this right? Is he? Oh. Yeah. Maybe. Our buddy Lamorne Morris is in it as a as a supporting character, and he got like super jacked for it. So that's actually how I, I'm more familiar with it. Lamorne Morris's Instagram rather than Vin's. <laughs> wow, wow! So you're gonna be watching Bloodshot for Lamorne Morris and not Vin Diesel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, I would be turning on this uh, small indie Lamorne Morris flick and just get surprised <laughs> by Vin Diesel. It's uh, it's oof, thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes critics score, but Ooh. 78 audience score. So there oh, you go. 
All right. We'll have to add it well, to the like session. Do you Richard think Roper called it intermittently entertaining. That's all I need right now. <laughs> Intermittent entertainment. All right. Yeah, we'll take it. We're going to watch it. We'll call it Blood Jump Shot, and then we'll watch it for the film <laughs> session. Uh, my favorite part of this whole night was uh, at the end. These guys are all good sports, by the way. I wanted to point that out. Like, I mean, look, I know everybody's bored, and they just send them a camera and ask their friend or their wife or whoever to record it. Um, and like what else were they going to be doing but you know they didn't have to do this and they all took time out of their not so busy day to do it regardless and, and have a laugh and it, we killed some time watching it but I loved when Mark Jones sort of asked the guys at the end especially Zach you know like hey would you guys uh, you know maybe we'll do this again would you guys do this again Zach uh, was not gun ho I would say to jump in and doing it again uh, uh. Yeah, 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 I guess maybe, yeah, you know, and then they sort of made a joke that he would do it from an indoor gym and it'd be, it'd be more fair and stuff like that. They were not jumping at the opportunity to do yeah. NBA horse again. But I was wondering, like, Tess, do you think we'll, like, who knows how long this quarantine goes? Like, could they, is it possible we see this again? Oh, yeah. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> They'd have to change something. First of all, you can't ask the same people to do it. No, no, no. Well, Conley's got to come back. <laughs> got to the crown the reigning chance <laughs> right no you can't well, have conley back even you got to just get a whole new crop it's like even within this he's like running out of shots he doesn't know what to do. he's like i've done that 10 times i guess i'll do it again you can't ask him to do it again i'll be shocked if we don't see it again to be honest i mean does anyone know how it did rating wise? i mean we wouldn't know tonight no. but no clue no clue yeah, that's that's the other part, I guess. Maybe if they're like, oh, God. I thought Conley just this. summed it up perfectly when he said, you know, just thanks for giving us something to do. <laughs> like, I'm bored too, man. Like, I'm just shooting around. I don't know. This person, they're not. They're just going to be laying on the couch looking at their phone anyway. So look at your phone while I'm shooting. Yeah. Thanks for giving you know, us something the, to do. Yeah, you're right, that's Mike. Exactly. That's the perfect way to end not only the uh, NBA horse competition, but this podcast of us <laughs> talking about the NBA horse competition. Thanks for giving us something to do. Let's call it there. Congrats to Mike Conley uh, on his big win. Guys, we're going to take a break on Friday, but coming up on Monday, we're going to recap the first two episodes of The Last Dance, the Michael... Jordan Bulls documentary airing Sunday night, late Sunday night on ESPN. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say the last dance is going to be a little bit more entertaining than the NBA <laughs> horse challenge. I think we're going to have some fun breaking that down. We get two episodes there on Sunday night. So we'll be talking about those first two episodes on Monday's edition of the no dunks podcast and get ready. We've got somebody penciled in for next week. Really excited. Ethan Sherwood Strauss. Uh, just wrote a new book called The Victory Machine about the rise and, well, sort of fall, I guess, of the Golden State Warriors. Kevin Durant leaving the Warriors, at least. Um, Trey, I know you're deep in this task. I'm not sure if you've started yet. I'm a good 100 pages so we're in. I'm loving it so far. Um, so we're hopefully going to talk to uh, Ethan Sherwood-Strauss. So if you have questions, if you're reading the book or you just have a question in general about the Warriors or or Ethan writing it, email us, nodunksattheathletic.com. Or tweet at us at no dunks inc hashtag no dunks. Tass, how you want to end this bad boy? You got a you got a horse quote in your pocket? <laughs> in I your saddlebags? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like those four hours? Saddlebags. Um, <laughs> would you like those four hours back 
saddlebags. No, I've got a horse-related quote, so g- okay. give me the Clipper Bros. Okay. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, congrats to Mike Conley on the win. Also, congrats to Zach Levine, who got engaged between the quarterfinals and semifinals to his high school sweetheart. JD, Zach, and his high school sweetheart went from high school, lasted through college, something you never recommend people who are dating in high school to do, and now they're getting married. How do you like that? Wow. Beat the odds. You should have seen when he uh, put the ring on her finger, he did one big jump, uh, did a spin, then passed the ring around his back, and then slowly put it on her finger. It was incredible. Guys, embrace the weekend. You could stay.